0: The world of business and psychology aren't that far removed from each other. On the contrary, they are actually intertwined. As a small or medium business owner, knowing how to nudge a potential customer or an existing one heavily relies on how well you know their personality. And therein lies the art and science of growth hacking. In this episode of the Vodacom Fast Forward series, this very art and science is mustered by the outfit known as We Are Monsters, where its founders impart skills of psych analysis, problem solving, and execution to businesses that you're to disrupt. And first, we meet Stefan Steinfart and Helen Smarts, who dish out what We Are Monsters is all about and how psychology is at the heart of wooing clients.
1: We are Monsters, and uh, we are innovation and product specialists. So we focus on how can we get the best product out there that people need. I mentioned earlier this morning, there's a lot of people with great ideas out there. Not all of the ideas are that great, but even those great ideas might not necessarily be a good business idea. And how do we validate Because building a business, it's a lot of money. So how do we validate before we even start building a business that there's actually a real need for this business and people want this? And then how do we get people aware of the solution? The days of build it and they will come I think that those days are over you know people don't just come to solutions anymore like people people don't believe advertising we were saying yesterday I'm kind of blinded to advertising I don't even see it anymore it's like white noise to me so how do we then make people aware of your product so they can come to your website or your store without having to see your advertising or when they see it they feel like it's authentic and what is this fuss
0: around social styles what good are they in business
2: So I think in order to, to first of all, scale a business, build a business, have employees inside a business, and connect with your customers, some people call it clientele or customers, you have to be able to understand who you are first as a person and how do you work how do you communicate what does your bad days look like because that affects your business internally as well as externally so that's kind of where the psychology first comes in in terms of who am I as a person who am I as a leader what kind of leadership style do I look at what personality do I bring into the business and very often what business owners do is they build their own business around their personality and that's not necessarily always what the client needs so it's that part the self-awareness and then understanding who are the people that I'm engaging, internal, external, so employees as well as customers. And what can I do in order to adapt and connect to those people with their personality styles? Some people prefer more information, others prefer more experiences. And if you're not aware of what those people need, you won't be able to play into that. And I think that forms a very big part of scaling your business and being customer centric. So there's like the whole thing of the customer is always right. And that kind of pops up a lot. But for me, it's really much about how am I connecting the adapting to the customer, to have a client or customer-centric business, so that they, we work with the customer in partnership with them, and not necessarily just what we think is right.
0: Can you please run us through the content of the day?
1: So we started off with the different social styles, looking into really understanding what sort of social style am I, and we went through all of the different people, and really helping them to identify what is their unique social style that they have, and then also laying out different types of Styles that they might see on a daily basis or need to interact with with their teams on a daily basis. Now, that's kind of the foundation for where we're heading into like after the break. Because you need to understand like what I see in my mind is not what everyone else sees in their mind. And if I can then relate to somebody else and put, almost like put myself in their shoes and look back at it, I can go, oh, And that's now where growth hacking comes in. And we go, okay, now we know that these are these different sort of like styles. And we're going to go into personas where we actually give our customer a real name and a face and where they like to hang out, what they like to eat, all of those sort of things. We really give them a personality that we can connect with them. And then we would go, what would he like to see? What would she like to see? What would they want to hear when it comes to this problem that we have? And then let's go, great. Now let's see how can we put content together so that when we actually engage with this person, that they know like oh yes this is exactly what I want this is exactly what I need. How do I actually now take action on this so that I can become yes I want that product I want it today.
0: So it's pretty much a game of nudging, a game of incentives.
1: It's it's constant experiments. It's and and we're gonna we we're gonna be giving um, like a framework to the people in the session today of constantly just how to set up these tests and make sure that it's measurable. That is the most important thing so if we can actually look at the data afterwards and say you know what we had all of these hypotheses beforehand but actually none of them made sense it's actually there's only this one that for some reason we got 40 people who clicked through on that one the other ones there was maybe like two or three people that clicked on that so now you know the other ones people don't care about My target audience only cares about this one. So let's exploit that. Let's put everything we have behind that and then start coming up with new hypotheses on how can we join those other personality types to get the right content for them.
0: A good illustration is always key to handhold a business. And on this day, we are monsters take the different businesses through the paces with an exercise on social style.
2: Talking groups. So I'm just going to quickly randomly chat to people. But how does that affect if it's your client?
1: You. Huge. Oh, yes. So if your client is
2: a amiable for you, yeah. if yours is an expressive for you, and if yours is a driver for you, hi, people. <laughs> When you are engaging with the clients, and how does it affect when you think they might be something and you treat them differently?
3: Oh. Can, I, can, I, can I answer that? Yeah. So, I think for me, in the client context, is with this type of personality in meetings or briefing sessions, whatever the case might be, we'll spend most time chit-chatting about stuff that's irrelevant. Indeed, it is. I get yes. a bit frustrated, yes. and I feel like I've wasted 45 minutes of an hour for the meeting. So, it gets frustrating, but because it's the client, you also want to be. I'm oh. mm-hmm. yes. And you want to you know, accommodate. But it's frustrating because when you walk away you feel exhausted from the meetings like doing mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. Yeah. So it does get frustrating uh,
2: and, and exhausting. Yeah. I think that's pretty much and I think it's frustrating and exhausting regardless of where you are if you're dealing with your least preferred style and, and like how, what do you do because you need to tap into a, into a style that's not comfortable for you but now if, if it's not your natural style and you wanting to grow your business and you wanting to scale your business hey eh, and you're not dealing well with that style what's the effect on your business no, or even if <laughs> but even if we if we're looking a little into kind of what uh, Stefan is going to talk about is What we also tend to do, we motivate from how we like to be motivated, So now we kind of market to the people that is comfortable for us. So if we are a driver, the tendency is that we look for driver styles to market to and as clients. And it might be that your industry doesn't necessarily have a lot of driver style personalities in it because, for example, if you are a consultancy, Okay? But now you work with professional services. Let's say Alan Gray. Alan Gray is predominantly analyzers and drivers. I'm just making stereo stereo kind of um, stereotyping now just to give you an idea of it. Now, if you're an expressive and you want the financial industry, your marketing is going to be expressive. Um, How you are going to talk is going to be expressive. The people that you are going to to look for is going to be the expressive people. And they might not be so, she's expressive if you did not So, that's what I want to leave you with in terms of just this little activity is why, where do you come from and how are you influencing your own personality onto what you are doing with your business without thinking that other people need different mes- messages. Okay.
0: The tendency is for business to approach a customer or client based on their inherent personality style. This can be a mistake.
2: For example, the expressive personality type. If you're the business owner and you have expressive personality type, this might be really hard. Mm-hmm. Because it means you need to tap into your analyzer mm-hmm. to, to do the hypothesis and to test and retest and work yes. with it. where the analyzer might find it super interesting. So it's interesting how it's going how different people will now relate to this in terms of just who they are and have to dial up certain
0: parts of personality to make this happen. From the pool of business owners attending the workshop, we meet Pum Lan Ding who runs Maverick Mind, a digital design consultancy. He's had a few tricks to learn from the Growth Hacking Workshop.
3: Actually, what we do is enable companies to meet their revenue objectives by helping them to digitize their business processes. So we're a digital transformation company, consultants.
0: Pretty much, um, what are some of the interesting things that you found early this morning with regards to the workshop? And how?
3: interesting thing for me was understanding the different four different quadrants of personalities. The driver, the analyzer, amiable, call it that, as well as the emotive personality. That for me is so useful because it allows you to empathize with each of those four personalities when approaching a customer in whatever angle you might be approaching them from. It could be from a design perspective, trying to design a solution that speaks to their needs. You must first understand who you're talking to or who you're trying to create an experience for. I think for me, as a practitioner, of design thinking which is what I do as part of my workshopping clients before we do the actual work this has been very very helpful for me because now literally as I'm looking at it I'm like yeah man actually from a design perspective I could use this if I want to build platforms I could use this it allows me to move away from thinking about a customer to a more reflective and introspective view of what the four types of personalities need in any solution actually. Whether you're selling to them, whether you're designing for them, whatever the case might be, whatever solution you're coming up with, I think I, find,
0: I really, really, really find it useful. On the opposite end of the spectrum, there's also Lerato Nagedi, founder of Purple Esther. The business creates bespoke protective work gear for women. Lerato's personal style is that of an expressive. How is she harnessing that to fuel her business?
4: I'm an owner or managing director for a company called Purple Esther. What we do, we do protective work, work for women, specifically looking into what women are they all about. Um, previously, in the space of male-dominated, women never were never catered for when it regards to their protective work, work. So you find that that the safety shoes, they start from a size five instead of starting from a size three, for instance. The gloves, they start from a size they start from a size eight instead of a size six because of our hands and body structure. And a lot of women, especially black women, they find it very difficult because of you finding that we've got either, you know, body structure is different from European, right? So we either have big buttocks or big thighs. So all those different changes. And um, so because of the industry's changing and as well as the exception of women Within the previously male dominated industries, so that's where Pippa Lester was formed. How it was formed,
0: and um, this morning's session, yeah, um, what are some of the insights that you've gained yourself, and uh, how do you hope to actually broach that into your business?
4: Okay, the nice thing about the series, crystal personal Mastery, I've done it with Gibbs previously, and having done it again after like maybe I think I did it with it with Gibbs 2016. Now it's like how many years, three, four years later, so it's literally is like um, a refresher course where um, I'm now remembering what I've learned before and now it's like, which is a good thing because of you constantly, especially with businesses, you need to be literally getting to and tapping into the space of development and looking into what is it that I've missed, you know, and how do I excel in it and um, today's session is exactly that for me. It's a refresher. It's a refresher in the sense of um, what I've learned before and now remembering to say, oh gosh, I've missed this mark. Can I remember it again? Can I do it again? And again, the thing. Thing as well as the, um, the alignment, you know, the alignment as well as how the development has, has brought throughout the years. And being an expressive person, it it, it reminded me of my creativity and my thinking thoughts. You say, I I remember, especially being in a small business because of the 2016 to 2019, I've grown, you know. And um, now it's my second segment where it's now I'm looking at my 10 years segment. And with the 10 years segment, it means that you need to again think of the 10 years now because of you've done the five-year mark and now it's like okay fine now I've got another mark so I'm running this race how do I run this race better and with preferred um, situations and dynamics and as well as an outcome based to say how were you and where you are now so it's, it's really for now I'm, I'm excited it's really it's it's amazing
0: As much as the new world is geared towards automation and promising a landscape governed by artificial intelligence, knowing different personalities of those you are selling to is still the greatest growth hack of all. I am Kakhi Nisi and you have been listening to the Vodacom Fast Forward Series podcast.